At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Decades ago, I started growing food in my front and backyard, and I realized that my mission in life is to inspire and empower others to grow their own nutrient-dense, healthy, organic food. Because of this, a lot of people have come to me with their gardening questions over the years, and that got me thinking, what if we put together a community that would help budding gardeners blossom? So I finally made the idea a reality with my Urban Farm U member program. Each month, your membership includes three live online events, a monthly class, a chit-chat with an expert, and a monthly coaching session, plus access to the experts on our member page and a significant discount on our signature courses. I'm deeply committed to transforming our global food system, and I do this by empowering you to grow your own food. The Urban Farm Membership Program is a simple way to get going. Please join me in transforming your food system today. To learn more, go to urbanfarmmembership.org or text membership to 33444. That's urbanfarmmembership.org or text membership to 33444. You're listening to the Urban Farm Podcast, your partner in the Grow Your Own Food Revolution. Whether you've just been introduced to urban farming or you're a lifelong advocate, we're sure you'll leave feeling more informed, equipped, and empowered to dig deeper into the soil of your local food economy. With you every step of the way, here's your host, Greg Peterson. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Haley Fager of the International Network for Urban Agriculture to talk about the International Leaders in Agriculture Awards. Haley is right at home working with food and farming programs. She developed a social media and promotion actions plan for the National Sustainable Food Summit, which convenes over 350 leading chefs and food professionals across the country while working with the Chefs Collaborative in Boston, Massachusetts. In March of this year, Haley joined International Network for Urban Agriculture as the Director of Programming and Operations, where she develops and leads international and regional programming for the organization to help urban farmers cultivate sustainable food systems. The International Network for Urban Agriculture advocates for, educates, and provides funding to urban farmers worldwide. They help urban growers connect to each other to share best practices and provide promotional support for their projects. They've facilitated exchanges between farmers in the U.S., Europe, Canada, Nigeria, Kenya, Uganda, and the Philippines. Every September, they announce the winners of their annual International Leaders in Urban Agriculture Awards. Submissions for these monetary awards and recognition are due in the middle of August each year. Welcome to the show today, Haley. Thanks for having me on, Greg. Absolutely. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took 
to get where you're at now? Definitely. Uh, like you said, I worked with Chefs Collaborative. So that was really where I started to learn about food issues. Mm-hmm. They're a national nonprofit network of chefs who are all working to make the food system more sustainable. So I met whole animal butchers, mm. chefs, uh, fishermen, farmers, all people who are involved with making the food system better and learned how they are all working together to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was exposed to a lot of farmers uh. and realized that I, I wanted to work on that side of the movement and figure out how to best help farmers because they're the ones growing the food and we really need to support them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And urban agriculture especially is this field where people are working you know, on a real grassroots level and don't have as many resources as other farmers. So I think that they're a great demographic to work with. Yeah, absolutely. And, and are you finding that this notion of urban agriculture is exploding around the world? I would say so, yes. I think that a lot of people might see urban agriculture as a fad mm-hmm. or something that is going to not have much staying power, but I see it as completely opposite. I think that a lot of people are using urban agriculture to take control of where their food comes from and are really farming out of necessity because they don't have access to healthy food in their communities. Mm, right. And yeah, I think that they have a lot to teach uh, the larger farming movement. Yeah. So your organization, you're building an international community around urban agriculture. How are you doing that? <laughs> it's very tough, but we really focus on promoting projects, promoting urban farming projects in our network to people in our network mm-hmm. so that farmers can find inspiration from each other's projects. And we also facilitate exchanges where people can actually learn hands-on from each other. And um, that has been really helpful in building that network because people come together and realize that they are struggling with a lot of similar issues. Mm-hmm. So why is this whole notion of bringing the international community together around urban ag? Because urban ag really is a local, um, you know, a local phenomenon, isn't it? Yeah, I would say that it is a local phenomenon, but it's so interesting to see that people from different countries and Uh different continents all over the world are using urban ag in similar ways. Just as urban ag arose out of a need in the U.S. and in certain communities in the U.S. that didn't have access to healthy food, Mm -hmm. that's happening everywhere around the world. Mm. So all of these grassroots rebel farmers (laughs) are operating by themselves in their communities that's so true but they also have a lot to share with each other and to learn from each other and their their struggles are are a lot there's a lot of crossover in their obstacles Mm -hmm. so although it is definitely a local movement when it comes to you know making getting food for your community right i think that it, it really is more of a global movement when it comes to how can urban farmers help each other and how can urban farming serve the 
greater agriculture movement because mm. there's all this knowledge that urban farmers have have cultivated that they can share with the greater agriculture movement and kind of harness that knowledge mm-hmm. to make change on a global level. Yeah. So what are the biggest obstacles facing farmers in your network? The biggest hurdle is reclaiming urban soil. Oh, I think yeah. it's, it's really hard to reclaim that land and to farm it. Mm-hmm. And it requires a great amount of physical labor and long, longer term access to land that people usually have a really hard time finding. Mm. But I think that this challenge of land access and of access to healthy soil has also become one of the industry's greatest strengths because urban farmers have had to make their own soil. They've had to (laughs) figure out what healthy soil looks like. And now they know how to support healthy soil without chemicals and they know how to build a ground like really from the concrete up. So it's definitely one of the biggest strengths, but I think that the wealth of knowledge that has been mm-hmm. created around understanding soil health is yeah. really beneficial. Wow. So the International <laughs> Network for Urban Agriculture is a nonprofit? Correct. So tell us how the organization came to be. So I have been with the organization for just a few months since March, but they started a couple of years ago a landscaping company in based in Chicago, um, really wanted to figure out how to help promote this movement of urban ag that they were seeing in their communities and they were seeing how beneficial it was for people to grow in in their own communities and they really wanted to figure out a way to make that happen on a global level. And I think they, they just saw that there was such a, a gap in knowledge and resources when it comes to urban farming mm-hmm. and they wanted to fill in the gap. They wanted to make it so that people didn't have to start from square one when they wanted to build an urban farm in their city. Right. They had this whole network of people who could also support and say, I've been there. This is how you do this. Right. So <laughs> yeah. what, what kind of support are you offering them? So right now, like I said, we're mostly helping farmers connect with each other and providing promotional support for uh-huh. their projects. A lot of times farmers don't have time to you know, promote what they're doing, even though it's really great work. So we work with them to tell their stories and then... Also, this the award ceremony offers a chance for us to provide monetary support to urban farmers. Mm-hmm. And although it doesn't seem like that much money, you know, three hundred dollars can go towards building hoop houses and oh, yeah. extending someone's season. So that's definitely a, a big help for urban farmers that we provide. So tell us about your awards program. How, what you know? How did it get started? And um, how can I apply if I wanted to? You know, if I was interested in and um, who do you award the money to? Definitely. So we're currently connecting, co- collecting submissions until August 15th. Mm-hmm. and That's 2016. We, correct. August mm-hmm. 15th, 2016. The question is, who? how can you apply and who have we awarded money to in sure. the past? 
So you can apply by going to org slash submit. And we are providing awards in three different categories, uh-huh. uh, educating communities, which are projects that empower youth, students, or community members to grow food in urban settings, then food justice, which are projects that use urban agriculture to improve access to fresh food in underserved communities. And then the third category is innovation. So ideas or products that increase the viability of urban farming. And we have previously awarded money to farms all over the world. Uh-huh. Um, Jaden Tap Tap uh, in Haiti was the first prize winner last year for their work educating communities. Uh, we've also awarded money to a farm in La Paz, Bolivia. They're the first urban farm in Bolivia, and they serve 40 families through family plots, and wow. they have an education facility. So it's mostly projects like that that are really doing hands-on community work. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And you, 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 you're international, so you award some in the United States and some internationally. Correct, yes. Yes, yeah, so we award, we award monetary prizes to projects internationally, and we're really looking for projects that show how urban farming can build better food systems. You know, what makes urban farming more viable and how are people using urban farming to bring healthy food to their communities or to educate people or to um, learn how to grow without pesticides. All of these things increase the viability of urban farming and that are using urban farming on a real social justice level. Perfect. So, Haley, how is urban ag important to the social justice side of the food movement? Urban ag really is a way to get fresh food to people. Mm-hmm. And if, if we're taking a holistic approach to fighting obesity and supporting the food movement, people need to see how their food is grown. Mm-hmm. You can't just tell a kid to eat more carrots. The kid has to see the carrot go from Mm. the ground to the plate before she's going to get excited about it. So urban ag can't really feed entire communities. It just doesn't have that kind of scale, but it plays a key role in the health and ag education side of things because people are able to connect with their food, connect with their farmers and really see what goes into cultivating healthy communities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Urban Ag can really level the playing field and provide solutions to making the food system more equal. Yeah. Um, you know, people can grow their own food. That's really empowering, right. especially when you don't have access to yeah. food in your community. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to shift a little bit here on you, and I'd like you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure, and what you might have learned from it. I think that when your goal is to create an international network for anything, you (laughs) fail a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I really spend each day trying to figure out how to better serve our members, but sometimes the projects that we do serve one group more than the other Uh or sometimes I sometimes I miss 
something. And sometimes I, I can't put together a, you know, manual on how to find insurance for your urban farm all over the world. You know, right. those are the things that I struggle with all the time. I, I really, it's, it's really hard to figure out how to best serve your members when you're operating internationally. But I think that even the failures serve some people yeah. and that I'm just trying to learn how to best serve our members every day. Yeah. So what would you consider your biggest success? I think our biggest success is when we can connect urban farmers all over the world, whether it's online or in person-to-person interactions, and show them that they have common obstacles and common solutions to mm-hmm. those obstacles. That's a really powerful thing. Yeah. And it sounds like you're doing that really well. <laughs> so what drives your organization? Like, what's the big why there? I think the, the big why for us is the sense that the world can be a lot more fair and a lot healthier than it is right now. Uh-huh. And we're in a position to, to do something about it. We can mobilize our network to really act on the inequitable and unfair things that are happening in food and all over the world right now. Mm-hmm. And that's the why for us, just the sense that the world can do better. Yeah. Cool. So I'm all about education, and I have to know, is there one book that's been influential for you, for you in this process? You know, I really love reading Michael Pollan and mm-hmm. Barry Esterbrook. I love reading these key figures in the food movement and hearing their stories. Paul Greenberg is another one of my favorites. But I think recently the book that has had the biggest impact on me is by someone who's not related to food at all. Um, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie just uh, a few years ago wrote Americana and she's a Nigerian author. And Uh the book is about... um, I guess a Nigerian woman who is coming to the U.S. for the first time and just dealing with race and society. And I didn't realize at the time that this would have an impact on my work, but we do work with a lot of Nigerian farmers, and it's really helped me have a better understanding just on a cultural level of farmers in our network who aren't from the U.S. And Mm. I think that, you know, a, a lot of books on the food system are really helpful to me, but sometimes just those books on culture and on uh-huh. a different perspective yeah. are also really helpful when you're trying to engage an international network. Nice. So what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? You're not alone. If you're farming and you're in a city and it feels like you just want to lie down in the field and stop working, Uh you're not alone. Mm. Uh, Everybody feels that and you don't have to, you don't have to do it alone. You, you can reach out to a community of people who will understand what you're going through and who may have solutions to Mm. whatever thing is making you feel like you can't go on. Nice, 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 nice. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your experience with us today, Haley. It has been a treat chatting with you. Thank you, Greg. It's been really fun to be on the show. Absolutely. So I want to, first of all, we need to know how our listeners can get a hold of you. You can email me at Haley at org. That's H-A-Y-L-E-Y at I-N-U-A-G dot org. Mm-hmm. And if you want to apply to the awards, you can go to org slash submit. And I'm happy to answer any questions about the awards or about our network. So feel free to email me. Perfect. So I'm on that page right now. That's I-N-U-A-G dot org. So I just realized I, I have one more question I want to uh, ask you um, specifically about the awards. Why, why, would, why should somebody apply for, these, for this funding? Well, first of all, it's really easy to apply. The application is simple. Uh-huh. You don't have to jump through hoops. You just have to tell us what you're doing and why it's important. And I think another reason, just besides the money, the monetary prize, is to get exposure for what you're doing mm. and to inspire other people who are doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and to get some recognition. Because I think a lot of times urban growers don't get the recognition that they deserve. You know, you are changing the food system and you are really impacting your communities. So mm-hmm. you should be recognized for it. And if you're working to build better food systems, and that is important work that deserves to get some exposure. Uh, yeah. Exposure. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. Decades ago, I started growing food in my front and backyard, and I realized that my mission in life is to inspire and empower others to grow their own nutrient-dense, healthy, organic food. Because of this, a lot of people have come to me with their gardening questions over the years, and that got me thinking, what if we put together a community that would help budding gardeners blossom? So I finally made the idea a reality with my Urban Farm U member program. Each month, your membership includes three live online events, a monthly class, a chit-chat with an expert, and a monthly coaching session, plus access to the experts on our member page and a significant discount on our signature courses. I'm deeply committed to transforming our global food system, and I do this by empowering you to grow your own food. The Urban Farm Membership Program is a simple way to get going. Please join me in transforming your food system today. To learn more, go to urbanfarmmembership.org or text membership to 33444. That's urbanfarmmembership.org or text membership to 33444. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule, and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed, 
or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.